0: Welcome to a funny thing happened on the way to the podcast. I'm Jesse. <laughs> I didn't have that energy before the show started but it's okay. It's, it's for like now.
1: That's good. So you're performing.
0: I'm performing.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm Jesse. This is Eric. Yeah, over there.
0: Uh, first thing that's new of a de- development. We I was a cop. You were a cop. Yeah. We did a a shoot on the weekend. It was a bit of a a fun shoot. It wasn't really a professional shoot. It kind of is like for a TV show concept. Lots of fun. I'm sure we'll have something to say about that maybe in the future. But for now, it it went good. I thought it went good. Lots of...
1: It'll look good.
0: Complicated cinematography for something that was not necessarily needing such a complicated amount of cinematography. for
1: something that was thought to be quite simple.
0: Yeah. Well, a lot of people, when they don't have any background in the film world, do... Think things are much simpler than they actually are. Something as simple as
1: like everyone in my family, yeah, except for my brother-in-law. Like, oh,
0: that you know, this little scene in this this show is going to be three seconds. You set
1: up a camera. Okay, okay, okay. That's it.
0: Dress the entire set. Yeah, we got to do. Does everybody have their costume on? Okay. Do we have like what? Oh, it's, you didn't reset the prop from the last time we tried to do this take. Okay, uh, got to do that again.
1: Now sometimes. <laughs> It leads to humor, like when you accidentally realize that there is no screwdriver there. Or um, with props, sometimes the props don't work the way they're supposed to.
0: Mm-hmm. We had a prop gun break, yeah. but it didn't matter anyways because it wasn't nope. critical.
1: Um, and even in Hollywood movies, a lot of blooper reels have props that don't work or misfire or whatnot. And it happens. It happens everywhere. Mm-hmm outside of the pre-production aspect and the lack of prop of some key roles in a film production this weekend was a pretty good representation of how quickly things go (laughs) and how much of a kerfuffle it can be
0: yeah the preparedness and and if you're dealing with people that are professional and that they are getting paid and they do this as their job you might expedite things a little bit i
1: would hope the the preparation definitely would be
0: you might um, deal with a bit more drama from people who have certain opinions of themselves or others and they are hard to work with but we didn't really have that kind of issue which was nice
1: um some of the key i mean we weren't recording sound so anything i say is excluding sound um some of the key things that we were missing is on set there's always a script supervisor that's a very important role and Mm -hmm. their role is much more than just watching over the script
0: no it's you you talked a lot about how it was timing things
1: it's timing so every script has a time that they're going for and every take this it's the script supervisor's job to kind of mark where where the take began and ended how long it took and if there was any issue, like if somebody flubbed a line or if they if they were improving on that. So that way once the film or the the dailies go to the director, all the notes are there to know that scene one, take one was good. Scene one, take two somebody flubbed up a line but they went with it so it may be a little bit more natural but it also went two minutes too long type thing and when you're shooting a tv show or in this case an intro where we have to do so much in so little time that could have been crucial but also even with one there's too much in a movie it's still very important but it's up to the director and editor's interpretation at the end
0: yeah, I'd imagine there's a little bit of flexibility on that kind of stuff. We were trying to sort of hit marks on like a, on the pace of a song, which was interesting too. Although that you can play with it a bit and editing to yes. make it come out at the right time, as long as you have enough footage to fill the gaps. Yes, which, that remains to be seen, but it should be fun. Yeah, the rough rough
1: cuts said it showed that even you could do something. It can be done. Yeah. So it, I'm I'm intrigued. Uh, I think we're all going to go at it differently as far as the editing goes. I don't know what your brother will be doing. I don't know how you would do it, but I know...
0: I don't know how I would do it.
1: (laughs) It I know a rough idea of how I'm going to create my timeline and figure out how it's done.
0: Should be a lot of fun. (sighs) Anyways, that's what we did, Yes, think.
1: And I was a cop, as I said. I got to play a police officer. And I got
0: to, to... I got to play a distracted driver.
1: Yes, that was fun. That was fun. You're a funny, not serious actor.
0: No, I I couldn't be bothered by being on camera, but at the same time, I don't really strive to be either. So, doesn't really. It's pretty neutral to if me. Somebody
1: asked me to be a cop, and then has a full cop. Yeah, he had the whole costume. Thing. Yeah, sure. Uh, there's some pictures of me as a cop, so one of them or a few of them will be up on the screen <laughs> now. Um, it can be fun the the entire process can be fun depending on what your end goal is there can be more stress or less stress but at the end of the day no matter what you're doing it is a creative endeavor so it is important to remember that you are doing something creative Mm -hmm. so you have to have fun you have to sometimes lower or set realistic expectations but
0: yeah, that's a that was a little bit of a tricky thing where I think we had a very often lower expectations for things because somebody expected the world for for what they've poured a lot of effort into, and right. I'll, I'll give it his his props were spot on. There was tons and tons of props, lots of fun things to do there, and then it was yeah, it was well thought out as far as that when
1: goes. When you're a when you're a two hundred million dollar action movie. The world is yours. You can literally do whatever you want. If in the next scene you want an explosion to happen, you that that's done. You mm-hmm. you get what you want. Um, if you want Scarlett Johansson, you get what you want. In a low budget, any any type of seri- any type of production, be it a TV show or a movie, you work with your budget and you know where your constraints are. And once you know what you can and can't do, then you're able to maximize everything.
0: How much of your time in school was focused on the budgeting aspect
1: of everything? So we learned realistic budgeting based on certain union jobs They weren't always a hundred percent accurate. They were sometimes rounded, and because there's lots of different variables, as far as how much productions can cost. Longer the show's been on the air, the longer it costs. If the budget is over five million dollars, everybody gets paid more. Kind of counterintuitive because once the budget's higher, everybody gets paid more. But if the budget's lower, it's weird. Mm -hmm. Um, But we learned basic basic pre-production skills, kind of budgeting out the cost of everybody. The big thing was, it sounds silly to say, but budgeting out scripts. Because you can say, I'm going to pay for a crew of 10 people for 60 days to shoot, what is 60 days a long time, for 14 days to shoot a a independent romantic comedy. But if you don't know how to appropriately kind of budget out the script you very quickly could realize that your 14 days needs to be 28 because the script is so long or so complicated so you really have to know your script and know how quickly you'll be able to go through everything Hmm. and then after that when you know that it can be done in 28 days then you just take the cost of the average worker and kind of budget it out Decide. some there are variables uh, if there's locations that need to be blocked off then there's police officers that have to be paid to come in and kind of close off this the set and whatnot so hmm. it, it all comes it all comes down to the script to start basically
0: what is the is, is there many situations I feel like i'm being interviewed here oh, yeah pretty much <laughs> you're the expert on this Thank you. What kind of situation would you be in public and not require a closed set? So, so streets, roads, sidewalks.
1: Uh, Very famous scene in Elf, the Will Ferrell movie. Yeah, I've seen it. uh, Where he's walking through New York City, he's just made it, and he's walking across the street, and he almost gets hit by a taxi cab. Yes. Not a closed set. Really? The taxi cab almost hit Will Ferrell.
0: That's incredible. And that's how
1: they were doing it. They were doing it kind of like person on the street style. There's a, also a scene in that movie where he runs up to a guy, red track suit and a beard. And yep. He's like, Santa. Yep. Oh, oh, oh. That guy didn't know. Really? He was approached afterwards saying, hey, that was Will Ferrell. This Christmas sign person, this. Wanna, yeah. Yeah. So stuff like that, that, that can be an artistic. Uh, I mean, I, I think Bo
0: Rat's probably a good example. Yeah. So,
1: a lot of low budget movies kind of utilize what they can. Yeah. Um, Closed set can still have an air of openness. That sounds kind of stupid. If you're shooting in a in a restaurant, the outside can still be open, which can be annoying because sometimes people peer in and you have to stop. But when you get real people walking back and forth, that can work. If you're shooting more than one camera, once you're shooting one camera, then everything has to be closed down because you need to make sure your extras are walking at the appropriate time, so that way you can edit to the extras as well in hmm. the back because you never want to have somebody walking behind you and cut to a wide shot and they're not there. Yeah. Um, but most of the time, closed sets are the way to go. Streets. You have more control
0: over your environment in that case. Yes. I, I do see the, obviously, give an example, Borat, you kind of require all open sets in that in that case yes,
1: but that the entire shoot would have been different it would it while it was a movie it would have been set up Sorry. like a news or documentary style where basically all documentaries are done open set yeah because right. that's just the nature of the unless there's interviews but like the general walking around and whatnot think of your six o'clock news typically nothing's blocked no people can walk behind and whatnot
0: to the dismay of many news reporters yes because
1: people are assholes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, th- I think I mentioned this before, but it, it, there's two two big things when I was younger that really showed me the the size and scale of what goes into a film production, and that's in person. Like I used to like behind the scenes documentaries on movies. I'd eat them up, and I still do like watching them, but. I was in Toronto with my aunt, and there's a restaurant, a Chinese restaurant, by her house, and it's called Good Food. It's the name of the restaurant. But years ago, the song, it's, it sounds so lorry like, like um, folk tale-ish. But it's true. Lorry
0: would be a funny word to Lori. use. Lorry,
1: yeah, I know. It sounds so folk tale-ish, but years ago, parts of the sign stopped working, and it just ended up being food. G O O F. And now they're known as the goof. Oh, no. And it's worked for them. I guess. It's worked very well for them. But they very often are closed for film productions. Some very big movies have been shot there. And Mm -hmm. I remember walking by and the front of the restaurant is blocked off with green screens or, you know, a bunch of different lights and whatnot. And then there's just trucks for blocks and blocks all these white trucks like wow i don't really know what they're doing because you can't see it's a big production and then one night same kind of part of toronto they had just a small part of a street blocked off just one house and it was nine o'clock at night so it's dark out and they had this big floodlight and they turned it on and it was daytime on that house and they were shooting and we're watching them and they're not really shooting much people like walking across the sidewalk and whatnot and it was daytime you could tell that it was going to be a daytime shot and it looked so real it ended up being like a pedigree commercial oh but why they shoot at night uh less traffic that's okay um that's probably That's it. about it okay less traffic uh Worth
0: in the budget to get a really good lighting system i guess
1: i mean that depends on i guess the production company what they have at their disposal but
0: mm-hmm. you you see that a lot where a lot of amateur filmmakers and, and some full-fledged films will try to do the the day for night shots where it's I don't like them, but, but the night for day shot is an interesting thing. I've never really thought well, about it. Well, night
1: that. for day, you kind of luck out because if you have the budget, you can cheat. Yeah. It's really, if you watch even high budget movies, it takes a really good, either a really well-planned shot during the day to make it look like night, or it takes a really good editing or right. editor to make it look like nighttime. Like there's just Usually
0: some, it's not. My, you can usually
1: tell. Yes, very clearly. Quite, quite well. But shooting night for day, if you have enough lights, you can make it work. Yeah. I mean, most most uh, like actual location sets, so anyone that's filming in a house, more often than not shoots, once again, close set and will work into the night. So very frequently when you see a house in a movie and it happens to not be a set, if there's light coming through the window, it's artificial light. And they probably are shooting at night because you can control the light so much better when there's no other competing light. Yeah, that's true. It's it's movie magic.
0: Photography is interesting in that you don't have to worry so much about external light. Like shooting a house with windows and stuff like that, and as long as there's not just all windows and there's just a reasonable number of them like most houses have you can overpower the sun with your strobes because you're dealing with super high shutter speeds and and you have a lot more play with your settings but i can definitely see with the shutter speeds and, and other factors that go into using just motion picture yeah you'd be much more at the whim of the sunlight outside so
1: other things that people find interesting and if you watch for it in movies you'll uh (laughs) you'll always see it when people are outside normally i feel like i might have mentioned this before i don't know it's hard to say but normally the ground is always wet not super wet but damp. like you can tell the sidewalk is wet why is that eric
0: probably because dew
1: okay i'm talking more on the the uh like the technical side of things why would they do that
0: glistens light reflections looks right. good so glistening I, I can't really think of the, the reason even if it might be would look better
1: you can't control the weather when you're filming it's either going to be a nice day or it's going to be so a bad day
0: if you get one bad day you just shoot the whole thing like it's a bad day
1: or you just plan to always make sure that the sidewalk is a little bit damp even in the sunlight you watch some movies sidewalks always damp because if it rains it takes a lot less time yes.
0: which which is what i'm saying like you yeah you get one damn day. You just keep doing yeah.
1: it. So it's fair.
0: It keeps the consistency if you got to keep shooting the same yeah. thing in the same place over and over again.
1: But if you start looking for that, it will. Ruin, it'll every time somebody drives away. <laughs> There's lots of things like that,
0: though. Once somebody mentions, like, "Okay, watch for people hitting their marker," and they yep. look, they look down. You got
1: Actors that. Are horrible at that. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And but you, it's, it
1: is important. It is very important, and it takes a good actor to be able to do it, or a good. On the fly, um, like assistant camera person who's handling the focus.
0: For me, it was like flipping a switch where it was like an instantaneous awareness uh, that uh, what goes into movies. Like there was a time in my life when I didn't think at all about it, and I just observed it. Like it was this thing that was actually happening. It was great. It was just something you sat down and you received, and you see this the um, the movie. And then I can't remember what changed it necessarily, but it was probably something along the lines of, you know, watching people hit their mark or whatever. And suddenly you see every movie from then on in your life from the perspective of a camera. Not You're not just an observer in the room anymore. You think in terms of a camera. And the more tips and tricks you learn about how things work in showbiz, you pick up on more things. And it just breaks through all of the illusion. It does. It's a horrible thing to do to yourself in some ways, but I like it.
1: It is and it isn't. like I always like it because now horror movies, I can appreciate the fact that they're scary, but I used to not be a hardcore horror movie person, but now it's, sure, whatever, because if it does get a bit intense, I know I'm just going to be like, well, no, that was definitely CG. Yeah. Um, but then when you get, it happens very rarely, but when you get the magical movie that affects you in a way... Uh, what was the movie called? It had Tom Cruise in it. Uh, came out last year. Again, it was true story. He was a drug runner, American. I can't remember. Uh, Justin and I went to go see it in theaters, and I have never been more. I it, it, it was the most thrilling movie I've seen in a long time. Like, I was on the edge of my seat in the theaters. I should I probably
0: watch whatever this is. Pardon? should probably watch whatever this movie is. Uh. There's, I mean, I've talked about it on the podcast, so I'm not going to go into any detail, but I think Sixth Sense was the one that my most recently watched that was like that. It's been a long time, I would say. But even I knew how it ended. Everybody knows how it ends. But just still watching it the way that it was presented to me was fantastic. Uh... And maybe the maybe I didn't tell it on the podcast, um, but or maybe I did. I don't really know. But I had a coworker who was a 19 year old at one point, and we were talking about movies, and I told him to go watch it, knowing full well that he knew nothing culturally about it. And he came to work the next day, just like that was fucking amazing, because <laughs> he he didn't have it ruined for him, and he got to experience something in a in a bubble.
1: That's I love introducing good movies to people like that. Mm-hmm. It's called American Made. came out in 2017.
0: I'm going to put it in a notes on my phone, and
1: then I'm going to look it up in about six months and be confused, but then I'll watch it. It's very good. It's obscenely good, as I said. Edge of my seat in a the theater, which I never, ever get anymore.
0: Hmm. I can't think of the last time other than... He it gets really intense
1: he's a drug it's based on true stories tom cruise tom cruise plays a drug smuggler during the kind of cartel days and when shit gets tough like i was feel like i was like tense like it's a very good movie for that i enjoyed it and it's a very rare feeling
0: for some reason about the way you said drug smuggler made me think of a smug juggler and i'm just wondering if that's a movie
1: the Smug Juggler.
0: The Smug Juggler.
1: Are there any Smug Jugglers out uh-huh. there that think they're so pompous? Well, I can juggle.
0: <laughs> well, I think we have a concept for a new movie
1: <laughs> coming to theaters this fall. The Smug Juggler, starring um, Tom Cruise.
0: Smug Juggler is a band. Ah,
1: it's mean. always like that, though.
0: I know. I. <laughs> it's always it's always a band or like a. No, no, pretty much always a band. If you come up with a weird saying like i that. was
1: driving today and i got excited because in the back of my head uh, i was thinking smart marketing and then smart kitting which sounded better in my head smart kiting it's like, not maybe it was smart marketing. i can't remember how <laughs> it was but i googled it when i got to my destination and of course it was taken yep. so even if you wanted to combine smart marketing in a smart or dumb way, you can't. Um, it's hard to come up with something. It's hard to be edgy, even the,
0: something as stupid as like a gamer tag, which I am. I'm, I'm, like I'm a smug juggler. Now. I'm. Te- it'd be good for a gamer tag. That's another thing that usually comes up. But I, I, am terrible at making them. But I, I usually sit there and I rack my brain and I think of something that's funny or like it's it's edgy or whatever. And first, I was listening to some. I think it was some metal music, and and Ace of Spades was one of the things I saw. And I'm like, hmm. Space of AIDS. Punch it in. Fuck. Take
1: is Isn't it? Hmm? Gamer tag. What Gamer sorry. tag. Yeah. Space of AIDS.
0: Space of AIDS. I was like, this is funny and people will understand. Nope. Fuck. Somebody already did it. <laughs> it's, it's hard to be original in a world with seven billion people.
1: It is. Hmm. Um I find it interesting because I have to watch ton of f- bride Facebook groups and a lot of times women are asking for the opinions of other brides and they're saying, well, my last name is this, my last name and my fiance's last name is this. Can we come up with a cute hashtag for the wedding where we combine the names? Probably. And I'm never good at it. No. But I, I, I try, like it could be. I really try, but by the time I see them, there's some good ones. Like there are some people where it just must come like, Oh, they posted five minutes ago. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, oh sorry Tegan yeah. shit
0: mm-hmm. hmm. yeah I kind of like that I kind of like the word play in that way although hmm. pretty much every time somebody gives me like a
1: Jesse and Melissa Jalissa sounds like a fat black <laughs> woman
0: uh, it, it is a name already I'll give you that I don't want Jalissa <laughs> Melesi?
1: that doesn't sound good <laughs> no. what's your name I'm a lessee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, stay away from my children. Yeah, okay. That's probably a good idea. Probably. Um, no creativity in any form takes takes skill, and some people just have it. I. It's intriguing. It's fun. It's cool.
0: Some people induce it with drugs.
1: I wonder. I've always wondered. I, as we've talked about before, like I, I just. When I was in college, I used to smoke pot, and then I, I would get in some good writing binges. They were good for just catching up on schoolwork too, for some reason. But I, I haven't. I, I, I don't know. Should just so, drop acid, see what happens.
0: Yeah, I mean, you need the tools in front of you if you are going to do that, or else it's probably going to be used somewhere else. Although it's hard to say that that'll be a negative thing, eat at all, anyways. Even the state, even the absence of drugs is somewhat different. Like, I don't have the same energy that I normally do, or it, which is, I'm not saying just like hyperness or something, because I feel pretty hyper. I didn't drink really, I had one cup of coffee today, which is different, because you take like four. I feel entirely, in an entirely different mood.
1: Now, do you normally have a reason for doing things? Was it just you didn't want the three extra cups of coffee, or did you decide today I'm no I have one
0: I sometimes I miss it in the morning I don't have time when I'm time leaving the house and then I just get cheap throughout the day so I might I bought one but I didn't buy another two because I didn't want to spend the money. So that was the motivating factor. That's a good motivating factor and and it produced a clear different feeling anyhow. I don't use I think I speak differently perhaps when I'm not drinking caffeine although I still flub words just as much pretty much. <laughs>
1: It happens. Mm. Um, do
0: you don't,
1: I, I d do, I don't know. Yeah. Do
0: you drink you said you drink green tea. Do you do that on a frequent basis throughout the day?
1: I had one green tea today. Um, everybody that brings me tea, unless it's my treat of chai tea with two milk and two sugars, which I don't which I drink that quickly. Because something about creamy cold tea doesn't intrigue me. But you give me a green tea and I'll drink it throughout the day. Yeah. So.
0: If you're not doing it to an extreme, you wouldn't really probably notice much of a difference. No, I never do. Doing it to the extreme versus not consuming it at all.
1: I. When Justin moved in and first got his gym membership and we were going, he would have the like energy powder type. Hmm stuff and one day i tried but he didn't tell me how to like measure it out and i measured it out too high yeah i felt a difference yeah i did That's not neat. feel good was it
0: primarily caffeine based yes yeah yeah I it wouldn't it'd be too jittery it, it was
1: that. i was very jittery i could feel like it was i probably would, could have died that day maybe like I felt it in my heart probably not it's really
0: hard to overdo caffeine you could probably drink a good three energy drinks and you wouldn't die you would feel terrible (laughs) you would definitely feel terrible
1: I am okay with the minor intake of caffeine I don't know what it is I always say it's caffeine like we were talking about coffee this weekend I just don't like the taste of coffee I haven't found the mixture of coffee that's like the main
0: thing I like about it if I like people get decaffeinated coffee It's not the same. And it's not because it doesn't have caffeine. I would drink coffee all day long, the whole day throughout the day, if it didn't have any effect. Like if it had zero caffeine, but it had the same taste. But I think the caffeine taste is part
1: of the addictive
0: attribute it has.
1: I just don't like coffee. And in general, I find that most of what I do drink either has smaller than average amounts of caffeine... Like most of the time I am drinking decaffeinated green tea. And then your mother pointed out, hey, you're drinking pop that has caffeine in it. I'm like, yes, I've yeah. never been against the caffeine. Colas don't have that much anyways. It's, it's like- just in the, the conversation of coffee. No, <clears throat> I, I don't like coffee. And I am not typically a overly caffeinated person. I have been. And I went through my binges of doing it, but No wonder if i would accomplish more if i was more caffeinated
0: possibly and then quit and then accomplish more that way and then flip flop maybe i should do a test yeah it's kind of the thing where people start to fit into the lazy stoner stereotype if they are habitually just using it and they get to this they're not getting anything good out of it anymore and and same with even alcohol alcohol can be a creative booster in some ways yes but if you if you use it as a crutch loses all of its benefits and has too many drawbacks, even in small amounts, even if you're just having like one to two drinks while you're at your computer doing some kind of work. it's it's going to wear off and its effectiveness very quickly.
1: Probably the second week of the new year I was here I was working on stuff and I didn't have anything in the fridge and I didn't want to go grab something but I was thirsty. So I opened up a can of Palm Bay. It was like two o'clock in the afternoon. And I sat at my computer drinking this alcohol thinking there's a mental block like this. This feels too hobo-like drinking in the middle of the day. I don't like this. No. So I put it in the fridge and saved it till after five. But there's only three hours later. So there's a <laughs> mental stigma. It's, it's
0: human, humans do that to themselves a little bit. Unless you are on the road to alcoholism, most people don't consider having a beer at nine in the morning. But, I mean...
1: Unless you're on vacation or it's a weekend. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I can't say I've done that really in any situation other than maybe on vacation we did something once. Maybe in Cuba, the day we had to get through the entire menu of drinks. And, and we kind of needed to save time at that point. Plus, it's so hot and balmy at like 9 in the morning that it doesn't yeah. feel and that way. if you're
1: going to get a Coke, no, you're going to get a Cuba Libre. Yeah. It's just as easy to ask.
0: It is. And it tastes pretty good. Um... They're they're Coca-Cola. I'm glad to say that I'm not an alcoholic.
1: I like (laughs) alcohol.
0: Well, keep in mind, we're in our 20s, so there's lots of time to to develop a condition. That's true. Usually it doesn't kick in just yet, and yes, you've had a very strong, drinking, teenage set of years, which I don't think any of us had to that kind of extreme, where people are just going to parties every weekend, and then...
1: I went to school with people like that. Oh, yeah.
0: And you crash and burn... At some point by this time, it's sad it
1: <clears throat> how stereotypes work like that. Like uh, the popular guy in high school that I know is still back in my hometown, and that's the that's his accomplishment. He's still living. He's Al Bundy. He's living his glory days in high school. And a lot of people have moved away, so those glory days can't be too glorious.
0: No. Mm. Do you you have a high school reunion at some point? I've always got
1: curious about that. Uh, theoretically, if you do 10 years, it should be in 2020. Hmm. I was never on any planning committee in high school. Hopefully, they don't forget about me. That would be insulting. I was fairly memorable. 10, ten years
0: from your first year or 10 years from your ten years graduation? Years from the last
1: year. I always thought it was 10 years from the graduation. 2020,
0: you graduated in 2010? Yeah. Okay. Makes but sense, I guess, time-wise. 2022 for me.
1: 2010... To 2020, I don't know if they do ten year. I have no idea. I don't know. How do you if high get informed about it? Are
0: a thing that actually exists? Are, I think they are. They have
1: to, but I don't know if they do ten years. Because what? What am I? I have to do a lot in the next year and a half if I want to at least be interesting. I, I don't
0: fucking. I I wouldn't go to it first off. I don't really care about any of those people at all. But it seems seems like you have most connect a lot more connections to people from your old town for me pretty much the only people that i care about i still talk to mostly and and by that i mean like at least once a year that oh no i at least I frequent
1: talk to people i went to high school with but there's there's um some people that i used to be really good friends with that i just lost connections with so.
0: i think maybe the only thing i could benefit from it is the people that i casually watch on social media because they are people that i was maybe mildly friends with in high school likewise that um th- over time have gained similar interests like say they work on cars and i'm into whatever cars they're working on i've never said a word to them at, since high school but
1: mildly friends with them so but i become, see things yeah. that
0: they post like every other day and i've seen all of it and it's just weird to have these people that you knew and now you watch and you've never said a word since then and it's just this I know so much about you, but you would have no idea.
1: I cannot confirm this statement because I always forget how big my graduating class was compared to my memory of it, even though it wasn't big compared to regular graduating classes. Um, I am the only one from my grade who tried in limited success to pursue a career in filmmaking. I feel like that is 100% accurate.
0: Were you the only person. Yeah, you probably would have been. Were you the only person that went to Niagara College from here? Here. No, see, I am the only person that I know of that went to Barack University from my high school.
1: Uh, however, the amount of people that went to Niagara College, like there was one. He was a year older than me. So it wasn't. No, it's not really the same year. It wasn't though. much. I. It's interesting. I actually knew people that were one or two years younger than me that went to niagara where it was like hey but my year no there was there was none in my year not to say they didn't go to the niagara on the lake campus in which case i could be totally wrong hmm. i knew the people in the welling campus that was that was it uh and my other statement would be is i think i am the only uh male that owns a photography company I had to put the sexism in there but
0: because you know females that do
1: it from my graduating course yes
0: yeah that's interesting too actually because i think i'm the same way i think i know women that i graduated with that have a photography business now but Mm -hmm. i don't know any men is
1: but photography isn't feminine like i i've never understood that i don't know
0: i think it is now more so is it yeah nowadays um The original photojournalists and a lot of people that were very prominent figures in photography were largely men, although it wasn't as divided as many other professions. There were lots of very successful women photographers back in the 20s and 30s. But I think nowadays, yeah, I think the majority of prominent photographers are probably women. Maybe there's certain social advantages to being a woman that make it a better suited job. I don't know. I don't really know why. They've just been more success, ugh, successful at it and more drawn to it, perhaps.
1: But then you go to the videographer side and that's a lot of dudes. Yeah, it is. Which I, is interesting.
0: That's, that's true. The videography side, it's a lot more men.
1: I had... I won't give the name because I don't know uh, what it I want to do, but I had somebody message me yesterday and I thought it was fake, but they messaged me uh, by email and on Facebook and they're a real person. They are a starting out videographer that wants to work a wedding with us for free to just gain experience and I've never really had somebody ask me really? if they could hmm. uh, I don't know
0: you don't know whether to what to say to them
1: well I know what I would say be it yes or no but I just don't know I they, they didn't give me much to work off of I know they're a beginner and they have a Canon T6i
0: doesn't tell you a whole lot about them no. but
1: when I used to apply for stuff, I used to like at least give some credentials or something.
0: Yeah, you would. I think a resume makes sense. They should mm-hmm. have probably given that. Um, even for something you're volunteering to do, it is a bit of a, a liability, and it's a bit of a thing to get you in get in your way while you're working. If you but, pick the wrong person,
1: based on the conversation we just had, and this in no way reflects them as a person, obviously, mm-hmm. but. They do have something that we've been talking about getting for a while. They're a female videographer. Yeah. So, that's interesting. We lack a female videographer side.
0: We do. Well... At least dedicated. There's a lot... I think in general there would be a lot numbers-wise. Maybe not like proportionate to men, but there's still probably a lot of female videographers out there to pick from, so... <laughs> I don't need to get too desperate
1: i was never desperate no um, yeah,
0: it's worth i think it's worth giving people a shot to some extent as long as they seem reasonably credible maybe i'll set
1: up a interview <clears throat> just to see what they're like yeah um because yeah, i mean it's nice that they th- i don't know how many people they message they could have messaged every niagara videography company
0: i i think maybe advice to anybody who's trying to do that Send a resume. <clears throat> and you can tell me, yeah, no, but you can tell me if I'm, I'm wrong for thinking this, perhaps. Don't think that you providing free work is the asset that the person you're looking at actually cares about. We don't really need people to do things for us for free. That's not really what we're going to be enticed by. It's more potential to work with that person in the future. Maybe they are a prospective employee. Maybe... Maybe they have something that we don't. For instance, that they're a one videota- videographer. That's <laughs> something we don't have. But but that's more interesting. Don't overemphasize the fact that oh, I'll do this for free, and it's if don't doing worry, it you go don't, free don't have to the pay Asset
1: me. then then you're why not would we selling right?
0: Why would we pay you at any at right. any point? So, um, so I wouldn't pitch that's, it that.
1: That's way. very true. And you know, tell me tell me why they didn't even leave a phone number. So they only want to talk by.
0: Maybe they're really young. Facebook I don't know. or
1: email. They, I, yeah.
0: They might not uh, socialize the same way that we would. I feel like I I found out the other day that the framing job that I have, I think out of anybody who worked there, I was the only person that ever had a sat like sit down interview and gave like a resume. Um. So maybe maybe somebody else gave a resume. But yeah, I got an interview at a, at a Tim Hortons, but whatever. Why? I don't know. Maybe maybe um, my boss was just a little bit less trusting because he saw on the resume that I had sent him that I had never held a job for more than like four months. I mean, some of them I had that were less important, but like, so they were all summer jobs because I was in university. So he was a bit wary, perhaps, but, but maybe that's why he asked for it. But everybody else typically has, it's just been show up, give you a shot. Anybody, it doesn't matter what physical shape you're in or whatever, like anything about you, if you want to come do this job, show us what you got. So, and then that's how it's worked for everybody that's there, basically. No problem about it. Hmm. Construction's different like that. It's not like a uh, Walmart, like, oh yeah, just come by, don't forget the resume, just <laughs> pop in.
1: I, when I was in college, I applied for a job at the donut diner. Still in Welland. And that was when I decided to stay in Niagara over the summer. They told me to come in, so I brought my resume and everything. They looked at my resume. They said, okay, will you step into the kitchen for, like, an hour? Like, today? Okay. And the chef left. Ooh. Now. Not good that's a lot of trust and Mm. that's that's trial by fire too much trust Um, Mm -hmm. the funny thing is is back then I didn't I wasn't in I wasn't a breakfast connoisseur (laughs) so uh, flipping over multiple eggs and whatnot I didn't get that skill till I went through A&W the second time Mm -hmm. I have made picture perfect sunny side up over easy eggs and whatnot but back then no not so much so I fucked up pretty pretty hardcore because people kept ordering just a ton stuff yeah i didn't get the job so that was that was an interesting way of doing it but that at the end of the day isn't good for business if you just have a person who
0: no not good for their business no Hmm. but do they pay you for
1: the hour no oh which makes it even worse and more (laughs) sketchy pretty bad usually um i didn't even get food the
0: industry protocol for the construction thing where they use get people to come in is if you don't like them after day two three whatever cash goodbye that's it and then there's no there is no employment record of said person it's not like a and you know of course that implies that if they of course go on to pay their taxes later but but they're never to be seen again
1: yeah i guess that's a good way of doing it
0: it, well, yeah, because at least the person gets paid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Otherwise, it's kind of sketchy. But, of course, setting up payrolls an, uh, yes, is an expensive, annoying process.
1: Do you get direct deposit? I do. Okay, that's how so. I
0: get paid. I think that's most... There's people that have complaints. Do you, Have you typically been paid bi-weekly, weekly, monthly?
1: Um, in every job that I've held down or right, that I've had outside of the two days for the film union stuff it's been bi-weekly
0: yep that's the most common way to get paid although i have had jobs that were paid weekly and i've had jobs that paid monthly i believe although i can't come to think of them right now but i think i i found some earlier but anyways it's the most common one but there's always people who complain that Why? it's not it's always that it's not frequent enough bi-weekly they want be, every
1: 14 days is pretty quick yeah
0: but they just complain that it's not frequent enough.
1: Yeah, but then if you got paid weekly, they'd be like, well, it's never enough money.
0: Yeah. It, it doesn't... It, it's essentially just the sign of a person that doesn't budget ahead. They're sort of living paycheck to paycheck. And then there's the cynicism that's involved with that where because they're living paycheck to paycheck, they just blow any extra money because they don't feel like they're ever going to save money. It's a self-defeating loop. I've never had it, but I have had people explain it to me. I don't really... I don't know. It sounds terrible and and people tend to blame others for that, I guess, and just blaming the bi-weekly payment system is is a thing they do. And I defended it to this this person that I'm I'm thinking of. Is it and
1: a close person? Yeah,
0: I guess. But it I defended it because I thought I was I called them selfish. I I knew that would piss them off. <laughs> I like to push buttons sometimes. But I know. But because they were weren't thinking for a second about anything else. We're just saying I need this money this time. And, and sure, that's maybe true. Maybe you need that money in a certain schedule, whatever. And he was saying, why is, Why do we do this? Who invented the biweekly payment system? Like, why is it this way? And I thought, I was trying to think of ideas. I don't really know for sure because I've never managed payroll or anything like that. But I imagine if you're doing payroll through, say, um, one of the, the aggregators, someone like ADP that will do all the taxes and deductions, all the things like that, they're probably... Is fees associated with using that system for an employer? I would probably, probably do it for likely, free. I don't think yeah. so. And you'd think that if you are creating pay stubs twice as often, you're doing all these things twice as often, there's got to be something that's more costly about it. Or at least more complicated because as an employer, you're now entering hours and tallying up things every week instead of every two weeks. So it's literally twice as much work well, the, for an employer.
1: the payroll job when you're calculating hours on a two week basis, you're doing the job of two weeks. If you did it weekly, the, 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 the counting of hours, even though that most workplaces now are computerized for the most part.
0: I'm, yeah, I'm still in the analog world for, for what I do. um,
1: It doesn't take that much to calculate up 40 hours versus 80 hours,
0: Hmm.
1: but sitting down and doing it,
0: it's the entering into the system kind of thing. And I don't, I don't know if this is the standard way to do it, but it kind of takes, it lessens the time, I think. Save stuff like overtime. It's only ever calculated on a two-week basis. If you worked like ridiculous hours and got like 60 hours, no, no, say, you, yeah, you got 60 hours in one week, but then you just worked like the another 28 and you got just straight 88 hours for two weeks, you wouldn't be paid any overtime, which I don't know if that's right or if that's the way everybody does it, but that's just how we do it, Which which simplifies it because then you're just, you're not dealing with when the hours occurred, you're just dealing with the hours within said pay period.
1: I do not know why. It's only a bi weekly basis. Outside it I mean, there it could also be possibly that there are that there are a lot of terms that come up on the I mean, at least on a monthly basis, you know that most most people, the first of the month have bills that come out. So mm-hmm. do it monthly that would cover, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm just yeah. rambling. I, I don't know why it is. I've never, it, it it's typical. If it's a payroll job, it's biweekly.
0: If it's a, like you, you're a contractor, it's cash or check or whatever. It's, it's on the spot payment or it gets mailed out depending on and what you're doing and how big of a scale it is. And if it's, say, you're a landlord, it's monthly, which is how you would get paid in the, in that instance. But, like, that, those are the most common ways to get paid, I would imagine.
1: Well, commission would also be dependent on...
0: Isn't commission usually added to a check at some depends. point? Real
1: estate agents would be 100% commission. Yes. So, I don't know if they... Like, if you sell a house on the first of the month, which would be an odd time to... Sell a house, I assume. Um, I don't know if you'd have to wait till the 14th mm. or if they, like, if it goes into a pay period or.
0: Luckily, I know a bunch of real estate agents, so I could ask them. Just, I mean. Maybe it will.
1: It's an interesting it is. question. I, ask
0: them, how do you get paid? Uh,
1: yeah. I, I don't know. I have never once thought. Hmm life would be so much better if I got paid every week
0: no it makes no difference to me <laughs> It it's funny because my, um, my certain things will happen where certain paychecks are bad or, or my boss will owe me money because I, I went to the store and I bought something for him out of my own pocket because he was out of town and he had to go do something whatever some weird circumstance in which he owes me money i never urgently asking for. He he will typically ask other people like do you need it today? Do you need it like he'll be very accommodating with that kind of stuff. I relaxed. I don't care. He'd be like do you need it like now? I'll be like no, wait till paycheck. I don't care. Kind of kind of delayed. It makes no difference when I get it because I feel like I'm budgeted far enough in the future that it's irrelevant.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Budgeting is very important. Budget people people have issues with budgeting and it's not complicated as long as you are kind of strict enough to follow it. Yeah. Like you can have the tightest budget in the world that shows that you're saving 60% of your income. But if you don't follow that budget, then it's not going to work.
0: I'm really good at following it. The issue is lots of, well, lots of expenses have come up since owning a house and buying vehicles and doing lots of things like that. And since I would say about August... That's when it started kicking into high gear. And keep in mind, like, I've bought mm, two vehicles within a span of like eight months. And there's, there's tons of things that I've spent money on. I've gotten to the point where I've never had credit card debt in my life before that. But now, I'm budgeting the same way, but I have credit card debt. And I have to now pay it off. But at the same time, it's it's still not a th- as much of a threat. It's just I have to deal with interest charges, which is a pain in the ass. But it's pretty much exactly the same as it was before. It's just that there's now something to pay off that I did not have before. It happens. So money it's, that could have been saved is going to pay debt.
1: It's a. Uh, it, it's hard to say what the. There, there is no perfect answer. There is no perfect um, solution to. To, everybody's financial problems. Some people, just straight up don't have the the income to to save for the future some people are really tight some people have a good income but they're horrible at spending yeah so there's no master plan it
0: it tends to scale a little bit with how much you make you're just gonna end up spending more for most people but it is poor impulse control i don't know if there's a an amount of money that people make that makes it impossible to save it really is how cheap are you willing to be at the end of the day. Like, I mean, when I was a university student, I look back, uh, I was cheap. So like, I. I, li- I literally fucking... People still
1: call me cheap. Everybody calls oh. me cheap, and I'm not...
0: Well, you spend lots of money on things. It, it, It's relative, I guess. But, like, think about this. When I went to apply to the photography job that you were offering, I literally fucking biked. To a job interview because I didn't want to spend the gas money. I wasn't worried about being on time. I had all the time in the world because I would budget things that way. I spend the least amount of money on absolutely everything, and mind you, that was biking from Thorold to like halfway in St. Catharines. was not super close or anything like that. I would I would do that.
1: It worked out okay for you. Yeah, it did. Not I didn't. For one I'm glad I
0: didn't spend anything back then. It's ridiculous. I would be hard on myself for spending like. Seven dollars on lunch one day—that was a no-no. You don't spend money on like food when you're out. I wouldn't do it. Have time that's
1: and... that's a student life, yeah. and it, mean... it just
0: seemed natural though back then. I would never want to do that again. It seems unreasonable. I've gotten used to such a nicer situation. Yeah. Although it, it's funny too, because I do see a lot of stuff beyond. Oh. What I'm currently spending is very superfluous. Like I can't see wasting money to the extent that I see many other people wasting it. A lot of people, you know, buying scratch
1: tickets and never—they have a vice like cigarettes or something. Um, that was always the the fun time in college. The when the OSAP payments came in mm. and how so many different people would spend that money. Because it's not supposed to go to that really big trip to the LCBO.
0: No. If you did that once, you'd be fine, right? But people do it often and they blow all of the money. It's very easy to blow, usually maybe what three grand left spending money after school's paid for and all the other stuff for uh, four months, three grand. That's, that's a decent amount of money. I think your rent has to come out of that too, but you can usually get rent for pretty cheap. The... Um, I was really good at saving it and I had like a savings account by the time I was done university of just all the extra OSAP money that I didn't um, that I didn't end up spending. Out of that I was actually able to buy my first camera. And it was a, a startup thing. And also I also had a period of like basically almost homelessness at the end of it because I got cut off of OSAP when I shouldn't have been and there was a whole mix up.
1: I remember. Yes. And then I
0: drained that amount of money very quickly because I it was there luckily. But it was, you know, it was just enough to survive for a couple months without any government funding for my, my university program at all. I had to pay for the tuition. I had to pay for living expenses and that kind of stuff.
1: Back then was, was interesting. There's one moment I remember where we both met up at Zila's apartment and she was doing one of the Facebook live cooking videos. So I went live on Facebook with you beside me, and we went live. I remember that breaking into her live video. <laughs> yep, that was funny.
0: <laughs> I wonder if those are still up there somewhere.
1: I possibly.
0: I don't know if what happens with the the Facebook live stuff if it's permanent. Or if I don't it, know.
1: Or if it's stuff like that that's that's fun. It's been. It's amazing to think that we'll only be coming up on kind of three years annoying you.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I guess whatever this... Would have been like
1: March March. Mm 2016-ish.
0: That was a warm March when we met. Because I biked. (laughs) It was a very warm March.
1: With you and your beard and your tablet with all the samples.
0: Yeah, that was a convenient way to show a portfolio back then. I guess a lot of people probably didn't have anything to show when they showed up for the interview like if you were
1: in a similar situation where you were trying to get a photography job, well, that uh, the only other person that we ever interviewed was that um,
0: person that wanted a lot of money and hmm? all the, the woman
1: at Coffee Culture, yeah, that wanted
0: tons of money and all the rights to the photos and get three times
1: the amount of money hmm. on an hourly rate. People
0: that want to get paid like they're in the business for themselves are a little bit full of themselves. Like somebody who owns their own company can pay themselves, let's just say doing con- like construction stuff, maybe they pay themselves $80 an hour. You go ask anybody else for a job and you want 80 bucks an hour doing, I don't care what it is, starting out, you're not going to get it probably. No. Maybe there's some exceptions, but it's different. It is very different. I don't know where maybe she got the idea in her head that she was worth that amount of money, but maybe she did do business for herself beforehand. I don't really know. And maybe she could have made that amount of money by herself.
1: Whatever her demo reel like that in comparison to the person that asked for the, the, the free shot that she had a demo reel. So you could see how much she was worth Hmm. and she could have been a good part of the team but she still had learning to do. Mm-hmm. So she was willing to take a few weddings at a more than fair, but less than full price rate. You know, it's a skill. We've always paid above minimum wage. Um, it could have worked out. But as soon as I realized that she wanted around $75 an hour to do it and then still retain all the copyright to the footage that she has shot and other stuff. Yeah, that was a hard no. And then when I went to talk to her on the phone and said, you know, you didn't get it, I was gonna say if you could do it for these terms, but she went off on me, so that was a hard no.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: She wasn't nice.
0: No. A lot of a lot of photographers
1: are very snooty. I suppose I did interview uh um do you uh, well, Josie, hi Josie. bring her up.
0: you in, well you interviewed her much prior to that because she had worked with you.
1: I interviewed her in the summer of 2015 mm-hmm. and I met her at Lester Ds actually. The interview was fine. I explained everything. She at the time it, it was good. She filled in a void that I needed filled. Um, and then she kind of stopped being useful.
0: Mm-hmm. Sounds like a mob. Well, phrasing like eh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I realized useful. as soon as I said that, but no. I mean, basically everybody everybody now has locked out. Even if they don't work, if they uh, if they out outlast their usefulness, we'll still be friends. But. She and I were never friends, so once she decided to steal all the photos, post her own website, and then kind of go crazy like we saw. Mm -hmm. Um, I hope she watches these at some point. I wonder. This is the first time I've actually mentioned her by name when things start happening again. Ooh, that'd be cool.
0: Not really. She was crazy. We should probably call the police about a stalker, but... It did get to be a bit much. I guess we can tell a story about it. Be it be we should have a record of it at least, some kind of. That's true. If
1: if I ever end up dead,
0: yes. There's a person named Josie who was. Mention the last name. No, of course not. There's a person named Josie who was an ex.
1: She worked a few weddings for me. Performed, adequate at best, mediocre, on average. But she got the job done, which is what I needed at that point. I had a photographer drop out because she and I weren't dating anymore. So I needed to fill in a replacement. Uh, she took all the photos she, she um, took for me, posted on the website, started posting basically on every platform that I was, but didn't differentiate the fact that she was her own thing like i'd post certain photos and she'd post basically the same ones so i said no like that's not gonna happen and i did threaten like i wrote a good letter i told her you know legally to fuck off and she backed down and i thought she went away Mm-hmm. but she did not no <laughs> She did not. Um, we'd still we'd occasionally get messages. Justin got messages. She continued her own company for quite a while, and she obviously ran into some issues with staffing and whatnot because she tried to hire, hire Justin. And you, too. And me, yeah. Yeah. Although it, it was
0: a very weird situation because she got phone numbers for all of us. I, I mean, mine certainly never would have been given to her personally at any point but she got it somehow she had a rough idea of who i was
1: did you have business cards circulating at that point probably did
0: but i don't know who i would have given them to that would have got it to her there's no sensible link to how she found out about me but she she it got weirder because yeah she would ask for us to do certain work or whatever in in weird way but then you get to the point where it's this i remember it being uh she kept calling me a fat loser that too and and she would like get on these like probably coke fueled type binges whether there was drugs involved or not but like she would be out of her mind at like unreasonable hours of the morning messaging us and i don't really remember saying anything back to her at first and i would just get streams of messages without ever indicating once that i had this phone number and could respond but she kept going it got weirder from there, though. She started showing up. We never saw her in person. I've never seen her face or none of that. But this, we
1: the coffee culture. She
0: would pay attention to where we were and say, "Ah, I see so and so license plate out front of this," Ugh. and be like, "Okay, yes, that's Jesse's license plate, and it's it is where she says it is. Okay, so she knows where we are." And we progressed. We we started trying to mess with her a little bit, and we wanted to sort of get her to come out to talk, and we did sort of a a little stakeout thing where Jesse and Sela went to Coffee Culture, where they said they were going to meet, and I just, after planning, talking in an apartment, diverted to go, I went to a parking garage where I could overlook it, just to see what was going on, where she was, because she, I didn't think she was going to show up. She knew where I was, she knew, she pretty much must have heard the entire plan, because she knew what was going on, she bailed. But then you thought, okay, fine. Maybe she just waited outside and she looked where I went and she followed me. So then that makes some sense. And then beyond that, it got weirder because like even in your own apartment, we would be having conversations about things and she would message us with things relating to the conversations we were having. Like she could hear us. And she, she was in some other room in this apartment or she had some kind of wire or something. And it was just too, too creepy to be... A coincidence. And, and she, even a time I was in a Home Depot once we with, all with were. Tila. No, no, just with Tila. And Tila and I are having a conversation about something. And hours later, when we were back, and I think we were here, um, we were doing something with like cutting up wood for a, a wedding show. She messaged relative, like relevant to what Tila and I were having a conversation about in Home Depot by ourselves. No phones around us, except for what was, you know, I guess in our pocket, but nobody was with us having a conversation or like that. There was no indication as to how she could have heard that. It's very creepy.
1: Then she tried to blackmail. She said that I hit on her legally aged daughter. Um
0: strange thing. And to then sent about. us
1: hmm? strange thing to blackmail about, yeah. yeah. Then sent either it was myself. I don't know who she sent, but she sent uh um very clearly not me dick pics.
0: Oh, because she was trying to say that she had pictures of you naked. Which, again, how would she have even gotten circumcised? The inherent
1: problem with that is the photos were uncircumcised. So I (laughs) clearly had proof.
0: Unless you had just recently gotten circumcised.
1: (laughs) So it, it was an interesting go. She tried to convince Justin for quite an apparent large sum of money.
0: She didn't have that money. No. No.
1: And then Ollie's with a case of beer.
0: Yep. Wow, it's Justin. Bud, so, Budweiser.
1: <laughs> I a hidden dark spot on the history of DH Media. She doesn't get brought up too, no. too often.
0: And it all went away because you and I, nobody else was around to have a conversation about, maybe we should get the police involved about this. And she overheard heard it somewhere in this apartment.
1: Not this apartment.
0: Wow. Well, in this building. She yes. overheard what we were saying somehow. I don't know where she was. She wasn't in the hallway because we fucking looked. <laughs> and she said, okay, that's enough. Like, don't, don't do that. Goodbye. And never another word. That was the end of that. That that was long. That went over the on over the course of at least a month or two.
1: It was probably more drawn out because she'd come back occasionally with just random text messages. Yeah. Um, I wish Justin was here to make a cameo because he got a ton of them too. Yeah, he
0: would he would have something to say about it. The one time that Justin is gone for a prolonged period of time,
1: I oh, know he doesn't get his cameo credit this week. No, um, no, I definitely know how to pick them. She was, she was an interesting, <laughs> interesting lady, but I, I didn't know at the time. She, the interview went well. She understood the terms of the contract and everything, so it all seemed to be fine.
0: After all that, I don't have a problem with her. I would like to know. I'm curious as to how she did what she did, but I don't actually care. That much.
1: I know her husband's in computing, so... That's cool. Maybe he's very good.
0: <laughs> maybe he is extremely good. But... Picking up on our microphones. <laughs>
1: Hi, Josie. Hello. Come talk to us if, again. if you're
0: watching us here, it doesn't take much skill to, to get this, but yeah. Come play with us, Josie. If we have her on the podcast, wouldn't that be something? You look nervous. <laughs> well, I mean, right off the bat... <laughs>
1: It would only be interesting if she said yes to everything. Like yes, yeah. I did that. Yes, I did that. Yeah, it wouldn't. It would it just be a big way. deny fest. Mm-hmm. And if she said yes, then she's committing or like she's admitting to fraud. <laughs>
0: like because she tried to blackmail you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's yeah, not good. She's kind of fallen off the face of the earth too. Maybe she's in jail. Maybe she was having coke fueled binges. Maybe. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's an interesting one. It's it'll be one for the for the biography at some point. But for now, it's just a. I'd, I'd, I'd it's a interesting not, story.
0: Not so distant memory.
1: No, because that would have been twenty seventeen. So that would have been just two years ago.
0: Yeah. I think we could have a slightly shorter podcast than usual. How long was it? Only about an hour and 10 minutes.
1: Well, you know what? We've been averaging about an hour, an hour and 20, so it's not that bad.
0: Well, have a good night, everybody.
1: Yeah, have a good night. Bye, Josie.